and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Saturday, November 21st, 2020. I'm Andrew Hansen alongside Shane Caldwell. This is our week 11 main slate show for wide receivers and tight ends. We just completed our quarterback show, had a lot of fun with that. And now, Shane, we got to find some folks for those quarterbacks to throw it to. Yeah, I'm fired up for these wide receivers and definitely some crazy stuff going on at the tight end position. So <laughs> I'm, I'm fired up for this week 11 wide receiver picks and tight end picks here. That's right. Taysom Hill is going to make another appearance on this show in the yep. second half when we get to those tight ends. Uh, he was heavily featured in the quarterback show. So if you missed that, uh, go check it out. And uh, if you could hit the like button on YouTube and subscribe and hit the alert button so you know when our podcast posts, we're doing a position show here for quarterbacks, this one's wide receivers, tight ends. We'll also have the running back show. We do that every Saturday night for the Sunday main slate. Also want to thank our presenting sponsor, betus.com.pa. You're going to hear about a terrific offer from them halfway through the show. All right, Shane, let's start with these wide receivers. A lot of guys I like this week. Where are you starting your focus with the expensive folks? Yeah, up at the top in here, I'm looking at Julio Jones. Uh, he is uh, fair, fairly expensive for this slate, um, but he's not the most expensive guy. And Julio Jones going into New Orleans, they're going to have to pass quite a bit. This is this is one of the higher over-unders, you know, 50 and a half point over-unders. Uh, Atlanta going in there as underdogs. I expect a lot of passing volume. I like the fact Julio Jones is finally healthy. He's coming off a bye for a big athletic guy like that. You like him completely healthy and fresh. He can run a ton of routes, and he could. he's a big play waiting to happen. And I like the fact that Marshawn Lattimore, who he'll have primary coverage on Marshawn Lattimore, he has not looked great this, this year. He's been beaten quite a bit. He hasn't looked good as a, as a cover corner this year. Um, in the past, he has played well against Julio Jones. But now Marshawn Lattimore hasn't played well this year, and he has an abdomen injury, a core injury. Seems like kind of a bad thing for a cornerback there. Um, so he's questionable this week. He probably will play through it, but I don't think he's going to be fully healthy going up against Julio here. Uh, last time Julio faced him last year, he, he limited Julio to three catches for 79 yards. Um, but again, Lattimore was way better last year than he is this year. And now he's injured. Um, so Julio didn't play the other game against new Orleans, um, last year. Um, so I look for Julio Jones to have a big game here. They're going to really need him. Uh, Calvin Ridley's coming back. That should probably help Julio Jones, maybe a little bit less attention on him. Um, and uh, I think that this could be a nice little shootout game and you can really stack that, that game. And Julio is a good piece there, a core piece of the stacks. Excellent. All right. I'm going to start with the Chargers receivers. You mentioned Herbert on the quarterback show, and I like both of these guys, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. The slot has been very productive against the Jets. You look at some guys that have had huge games Cole Beasley caught 11 for 112. Jacoby Myers, remember that? He went for 12 and 169 against the Jets. So, I mean, Allen can certainly get those numbers for us. And then Mike Williams on the outside. Uh, they've been beaten there. And, uh, you know, this is going to be like backup of the backup this week. We got guys that are injured, guys getting cut. Uh, it's just a mess with that secondary. And so Mike Williams, I think, can have a good day, too. Of course, D. Hopkins had a huge game against him, 131 and a touchdown. But even Tim Patrick, six catches for 113 and a score. So I like Allen and Williams to pair up with your quarterback, Herbert. Nice. Uh, I'm definitely on the same page with you there. 
Uh, yeah, how about another guy here? Uh, I'm a big fan is I think one of the most talented wide receivers in the league here is uh, Terry McLaurin. Uh, Terry McLaurin going up against uh, Cincinnati at home. Should be a fairly close matchup here, competitive matchup. I think he's gaining pretty good uh, rapport with Alex Smith. I like the rapport there. And I just can't believe how quick and elusive Terry McLaurin looks in the open field when you watch him. I mean, this guy's just explosive. His route running, his ability to go up in high point balls and just his hands and everything about him. You know, he's a star wide receiver. He plays for a bad team in Washington. Um, but, you know, Alex Smith gets more and more comfortable with him. I think McLaurin will be moving around. So uh, William Jackson is a pretty good cover corner for Cincinnati. Um, but I think he can beat William Jackson and he'll also move around. And I'm not sure that William Jackson is going to shadow him necessarily. He might just play his side. So I can, I expect Terry McLaurin to have a big game there. They're going to need him to win this game. Cincinnati on the other side can score because they got a lot of good weapons as well. And on the, the Washington side, their main weapon is Terry McLaurin when we're talking about uh, if it turns into a high paced shootout here. So definitely fire up Terry McLaurin. You can get him at that mid mid tier price. You know, seventy three hundred Fanduel, sixty nine hundred uh, on DK. And I I don't think he's going to be super high owned, but I project him for a pretty big game here. And uh, this like I said, this guy when you watch him, he, he's he's amazing, and he, I think he's definitely going to produce, and he's going to get a ton of targets in production here. Yeah, he has four straight games with seven receptions. So that's just a terrific floor. I'm with yeah. you on that play as well. Another guy in that same price range, Michael Thomas who is, again, a unique situation here with Taysom Hill. And I think folks are going to fade him more than they would. Uh, yes, he hasn't had a ton of production lately, but six targets and then seven. So he's trending up. Uh, it's kind of a strange game script in the last one. So I think he'll get more targets, and I think Hill can hit him on the 10, 12-yard slants. I, I just don't see any reason why they won't connect a bunch. And Atlanta is terrible all, all over the field against the pass. So I'll have some Michael Thomas this week. Awesome. Uh, yeah, here's a here's a couple guys that I really like. Um, I mentioned earlier in the week, I really like the passing game for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And these guys still are too cheap to me. Uh, Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool. Um, they're both really cheap still. They're 6,400 on FanDuel and they're 5,900 for Deontay and Claypool 6,100 on DK. I mean, they're just really cheap for the guys. These guys typically get 10-plus targets. They're obviously extremely talented. They typically get a touchdown. And now they're in this matchup against the decimated Jacksonville Jaguars secondary. I mean, if you get, you know, uh, Chase Claypool on, you know, Clay Brooks or whatever his name is, you know, that guy, you know, he's one of the lowest rated <laughs> cover corners in the league right now. Uh, their, their, their best corner, uh, C.J. Henderson, is out for Jacksonville. So they don't really have anyone to cover Deontay Johnson, who is a precise route runner and it seems like he's always open and they don't have anyone that can handle the physicality of Chase Claypool and his big play making ability. And if you're going to get Chase Claypool, a guy that's that talented in terms of his big play ability on these corners and getting somewhere around 10 targets out at a reasonable price, I'll sign up for that. Same thing goes for Deontay Johnson love Deontay Johnson probably even more in a full PPR site like DK. And then I would probably lean Chase, Chase Claypool if I had to choose one on FanDuel. Uh, what a what a great spot here. And a pretty impressive set of receivers here for Pittsburgh. Yeah, both those guys make sense for me. They're in play. I also like Juju. I mean, he's been right with those guys as well. You may have to pay up a little bit, but he runs about 82% of his routes in the slot. And you look at some of the guys that have tore up Jacksonville, Keenan Allen, 10 for 125. Boyd, seven for 90. So 
I think Juju can get it done as well. Um, all three in play. Another guy in that price range, if you want to, if you want to avoid those three guys and uh, look somewhere else, you could look at Will Fuller on DraftKings, sixty-two hundred, and you know New England has been decent against the pass overall. If you look at the whole season, but they have given up the deep the deep ball a little bit, and they've had some trouble on the outside receivers. DK Metcalf, ninety-two yards in a score. Tim Patrick, four for one hundred and one. And then how about uh, Brashad Perriman, five for 101 and two touchdowns. Uh, so I think uh, Will Fuller is right there and and uh, could get it done. And I, I think they'll give him a couple deep shots so he could pay off value. Awesome. Yeah, and uh, another guy here that I kind of like uh, for GPPs, I think you get fairly low ownership, is uh, Justin Jefferson. Uh, I like him going up against Dallas's secondary. You know, he Justin Jefferson moves all around, so he'll move – both sides, he'll get in the slot. And I think that, you know, among the rookies, he's one of the most explosive rookies out there. He's a big play, a big playmaker, and he does catch balls well underneath, and he, re- he really competes in terms of run after the catch ability. He's very elusive. So I like him going up against, you know, the Dallas secondary. I know Awuzie's back for him, for him, but Awuzie coming back for his first game, having to face a guy like Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, it's going to be a tough matchup for him. And I can see Dallas uh, really loading up and trying to limit Dalvin Cook which means uh, the, the the passing matchup is so good here for Kirk Cousins that he might actually get decent passing volume for them, which is like 28 to 30 passes. Um, but that's all they need because the targets are extremely concentrated on mostly Thielen and Jefferson. And Jefferson, we've seen the type of ceiling he has uh, when he's at home. He's had a couple of monster games. Um, so I feel like this could be one of his uh, big ceiling games where he's had, you know, DraftKings uh, – Ceiling games, 42.6 at home against Atlanta, at home against Tennessee, 33.5. So you see the trend of those monster games against weak secondaries at home. And I feel like this could be one of those games where that that could happen, where you could have one of those huge games. So that's why I think he's worth a shot in GPPs for Justin Jefferson here. Okay. Right in that same price range, I'm looking at Marquise Brown, a GPP option, because he's not he doesn't have a great floor. You know, sometimes he only gets a few targets, a couple catches. But, you know, this is a high total. Tennessee is not good against the pass. And, you know, they took some deep shots against uh, New England trying to hit Brown. It didn't work in that weather game. But I think they'll do it again here. You look at all the guys on the outside who've had big games against him. I could go on and on. Will Fuller, Deontay Johnson, Allen Robinson. Pittman last week had seven for 101. So, you know, this is maybe finally going to be the week where he gets at least one long touchdown and uh, and finally pays off value. Awesome. Uh, and here's a couple. Here's another, uh, you know, duo of guys in uh, that same game there in uh, Minnesota. I'm looking at the Dallas guys here uh, in uh, been a while since they've had a good game, but they've had they've had kind of a, a, a you know, a, rotate rotation of all kinds of no-name quarterbacks obviously you've had a ton of issues some tough matchups along the way but you still have talented guys like Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb they're still on the Dallas Cowboys apparently <laughs> okay and they're they're very talented they got Andy Dalton back who's a, hopefully a serviceable quarterback he should have a chance to practice with them and get some rapport Minnesota's been a pretty weak secondary and you're getting these deep discounts on uh, Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb you know, uh, what stands out to me is 
Amari Cooper is priced a lot more on FanDuel. He's 6,900 compared to 5,800 for CeeDee Lamb. I know CeeDee Lamb's more of a PPR type guy. And then you look at the discount you get on Amari Cooper on DraftKings there, comparatively 5,400 compared to CeeDee Lamb, 5,000. So on DraftKings, Amari Cooper seems like a pretty good discount at 5,400 for a, uh, you know, he used to be a star wide receiver. I think he still is if he's in the right situation here. So <laughs> I know that sounds bad, but uh, so I think he still has that high ceiling game in him and he's extremely talented in a good matchup here. And they probably are going to be playing from behind or a close game. So they will have to pass, pass the ball quite a bit here. So yeah, I look for Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb both to have good games. And I probably prefer uh, Amari Cooper the, the most there, but I like both of those guys in the matchup against Minnesota. Excellent. One more real value play for me, K.J. Hamler on DraftKings is only 3,600. And the last two games, he's had 10 targets. Looks like Drew Locke is going to play. And Hamler's got that great matchup in the slot against Nick Needham. So there's a guy you can play to save some cash. Yeah, and I'd like to go uh, shopping in the discount bin here as well. And I'm going to be looking at uh, Jakeen Grant. You know, Jakeem Grant, he's kind of like a special teams, like punt returner type guy. He's really short, but he's a he's a superior athlete in terms of his quickness, his, his, how fast his feet, feet are. He's the starting receiver, mostly lined up in the slot for Miami now. Miami used to have a guy named Isaiah Ford who got quite a bit of targets in the slot. They traded him. Then their other good receiver, Preston Williams, is injured, and he's out on IR. So that leaves them with just Jakeem Grant and, of course, Devontae Parker. So this means – Quite a few targets. Jakeem Grant's gotten five targets the last few games. He could potentially get more targets in this game. Um, and they're going at uh, at Denver. Pretty decent matchup against their secondary. They don't have much of a pass rush. So Tua could uh, really get it going here to Jakeem Grant. And he's the type of guy with run-after-the-catch ability that could break a big play. He got a touchdown uh, last week there. And at near minimal price, 4600 FanDuel, 3500 DK, it only takes one of those big plays for him to pretty much smash the value here. And I think he'll get a lot of little check downs over the middle as well from Tua. Um, so he's he's one of their main receivers, and uh, he's, he's minimal price. So he's a guy that I really like here at that price. Terrific. All right. Well, before we get to the tight ends, we mentioned the terrific offer here at the top of the show. And Coach wasn't doing uh, too much this week as he uh, prepares for basketball. He was just following the draft and getting ready for preseason. But he had some time to record a commercial. So let's hear from the coach. Hello, this is Coach from DFS Coach Talk. If you're looking to up your game in DFS and want to take it to the next level, and you're looking to also play some wagers on this weekend's action, I have the greatest offer for you that we have ever put forward here at DFS Coach Talk. All you need to do is go to betus.com.pa, use the promo code Coach Talk, all one word, no spaces, and deposit $149 for your first deposit in BetUS. With that deposit, you will receive a free membership for DFS Coach Talk from the day you sign up all the way until April 1st. So you'll get all a lot of our NBA action, the rest of the NFL season and PGA, and uh, be there for the beginning of spring training and baseball. So we would love for you to join us. And uh, also, BetUS will take that 149 and give you a 125% free play match that you can use also uh, to bet on the games. It is the best DFS provider and the best sports book in the industry. 
can't miss this opportunity. We would love to have you join the DFS Coach Talk family, and we hope to see you very soon. Take advantage of this offer. We're going to definitely crush it the rest of this season, and you can do the same in BetUS. That's betus.com.pa, promo code COACHTALK, all one word. See you in there, and let's collect the money. Welcome back. Uh, thank you, Coach, for explaining that offer. Uh, Shane, this is an exciting time because it's time to talk about the tight ends. And here's the first question of the week. On FanDuel, will you have 100% exposure to Taysom Hill in the tight end position? Yeah, so I know this is going to sound kind of stupid, but would you play Lamar Jackson at tight end? That's the comparison I if gave. If you could? To this guy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, if you could. So, right. yeah, even in a really tough matchup, right? So, I can't believe people are debating this. I know it's kind of like a flaw and some people are upset about it. And some people are saying, well, Taysom Hill might not even play that much. Well, even if he just plays half the time, he can still hit value on $4,500 FanDuel minimal price. So, yeah, I think you just lock in Taysom Hill. I mean, I don't know if the guy's going to be 80, 90% owned. I'm not really sure. I'm sure there's a certain amount of the field that's not going to trust it or don't, they don't really care. And they're going to play someone else. But I think that, you, you know, I've heard people say you would play him over Travis Kelsey, right? If Travis Kelsey was on the main slate, you'd probably play him over that over him. So the point is, yeah, you don't really I don't think there's much of a debate here for me. Anyways, if this guy's a starting quarterback, even if he gets half the snaps, whether it's running the ball, uh, you know, passing the ball potential, he's going to he's going to put up a decent game. Even if he completely flops, he's still going to hit what two to three times value two to two and a half times value if he completely flops, right? Which for a tight end is great. And I don't know if you've looked at tight ends this year, but they're, <laughs> they're not usually great, okay? Right. So uh, tight end position in general, you've seen prices drop across the industry because the the uh, sites like FanDuel and DraftKings know that the tight end position has been very little fantasy production this year. So again, you have to lock in Taysom Hill. He's 4,500 on FanDuel and you just lock him in and build around it. You don't really worry about uh, you don't worry about ownership here. And uh, yeah, I don't, I don't see, I don't think there's any other debate here. I mean, what are you thinking here? I don't think there's anything else to debate. No, I'm ready to lock him in. And uh, I, to me, the only question is who do we play on DraftKings? So let's, let's transition over there. And it is yeah. kind of funny that there's no one on DraftKings for tight ends over 5,000 because we've got Kelsey and Waller in the primetime game. So Starting uh, starting at the top here with Mark Andrews, is he in play for you? Yeah, I like Mark Andrews. When you can get Mark Andrews at 4,900 when last year when this guy was his peak, he's going to be like 7,000 on DK. Uh, I mean, I like the fact that Nick Boyle's out now, so he should get even more, you know, those little check down targets. And Mark Andrews just seems to be trending up here, uh, you know, in a pretty solid matchup against Tennessee. Um, and just the fact that when you have nine targets last week, so again, you see it without Nick Boyle here, he's already trending up. Um, and that was a pretty bad weather game as well. Wasn't it raining pretty hard at that most of that game in New England there? So again, uh, seven catches, 61 yards last week. So yeah, he's he's the type of guy that again, is it's not unusual for him to get two touchdowns. Uh, one to one to two touchdowns and he's and I think he's in a good spot where he can get 60 to 80 yards and you know six to eight catches and for a tight end that's a complete smash spot here especially 4900 is reasonable they've really corrected the prices being that the tight end position hasn't been good so yeah and we like the Mar Jackson we like the matchup this week you can stack this you know this game here um, so he's a good he's a good stack addition here and you probably trust him more than some of the wide receivers you know there as well so I, I like Mark Andrews I think he's a great play this week and I think he's going to have his breakout game here 
Yeah, a lot easier to trust Andrews than the the wide receivers there. So I I uh, I support that play. Uh, let me let me hit a couple guys here. Uh, H is wild on these two guys. I want to talk about Hunter Henry and Hayden Hurst. So with Henry at forty six hundred going up against the Jets, we've talked about the the matchup for the passing attack here is just terrific against the Jets. And they've given up five uh, outings to to tight ends with at least 50 yards receiving. They've given up six touchdowns to the tight end spot. So uh, I like Hunter Henry here. And then Hayden Hurst has the number six matchup for tight ends against New Orleans. Um, And in the last three games, he's had six, five, and seven catches. So I really like him for a, a solid floor. He's got that uh, decent upside if he gets in the end zone. Uh, so, I, you know, I'm, I'm playing around with those two in that uh, mid-4K range on DraftKings. Okay, and uh, yeah, I got a pair of also pretty affordable uh, tight ends here that are big guys, uh, super really good athletes that should be heavily involved with their team. Uh, so I'm looking at uh, TJ Hawkinson for the Detroit Lions here going against at Carolina. Uh, of course, Galladay's out again. DeAndre Swift, who gets some some passing work, is out now. And then Amendola, who's been the safety valve under uh, underneath, who's actually looked good recently, Amendola's out for Detroit as well. So that means more targets to Hawkinson. So Hawkinson should be a target monster in this game at 4,200 on DK for a guy that could get 10-plus targets. Obviously has touchdown upside. The guy uh, is their primary red zone target here um, in a, you know, a decent matchup, kind of a neutral matchup against Carolina. Um, but yeah, he'll be lining up in the slot a lot. He'll be running a ton of routes and getting a lot of targets from Stafford um, early and often here. So he's just going to, he, and he's, he's a guy with pretty good run after the catch ability. You know, he's pretty, he's pretty tough and physical in the open field. So yeah, I look for Hawkinson to have a great game here and I, I wouldn't be surprised if at all he got uh, somewhere around, you know, at least 60 yards and a touchdown again, if not more and, and racking up in PPR in the PPR format here, getting, you know, six to eight catches in that, that'll be pretty good value at 4,200. Um, and then the other guy that has the upside here who hasn't done much lately, and again, I usually like that if they haven't done much lately, I can take advantage of recency bias, is Dallas Goddard. Dallas Goddard is the uh, – Zach Ertz is still out, so take advantage of the discount on Z- that Dallas Goddard. At 3800 on DK is way too cheap for a guy this talented that should be pretty heavily involved. Uh, I know he wasn't involved uh, you know, a ton last week, but I'm not really worried about that. Again, the, the recency bias, you know. Uh, I'm not, not too worried about that. You know, he still had six targets, which is for a tight end isn't bad. He caught four for 33. Um, but I think in this matchup against Cleveland, he's going to get a lot more work here. And he, this guy also is a big red zone target. And they can hit him sometimes with some deep shots as well, you know, 20, 30 yards down the field. And he's also a tough run after the catch guy. Uh, he's a real big mismatch here. And I don't think the linebackers or safeties from Cleveland can handle him. So I think Dallas Goddard is also in a smash spot here at a super cheap price at 3,800 to me seems way too low, you know, uh, even with his, you know, recently not really doing anything, but, but you know, he hasn't been back from injury that long and played that many games with Sackerts out of the lineup. So there's not that big of a sample size. So that's why I just think you look at the talent and the position rather than just the game logs here. And that's why I think he's in a huge spot here. Okay. Two other guys that I, I really like their spot. Uh, I think there's some pros and cons that, that I want to discuss. Uh, Jared Cook and Eric Ebron. Um, Cook has the number one matchup for tight ends on paper against Atlanta. We've had some huge games. Remember Bob Tunyon, six for 98 with three touchdowns against Atlanta. 
even Jimmy Graham, six for 60 and two touchdowns. So Cook is in a great spot. I love his size and athleticism. The only hesitation there is will Hill throw it down the field to Cook because we've seen him have some nice catches 20, 25 yards down the field. I don't know if that's going to be the the recipe that uh, New Orleans uses this week, uh, but he's you know he's tempting to me. And then so you're concerned about a tight end throwing to a tight end? Is that what you're telling me? I'm sorry, I had to go there. It's I'm true. Sorry, well yeah. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> sorry, I had to. <laughs> oh gosh, that's funny. I I really cannot wait to watch that game. That's good. <laughs> I know it's gonna be fun. So Ebron is the other guy here who. You know, great matchup against Jacksonville, number five for tight ends. They've given up seven touchdowns. Um, but there's just so many weapons for Pittsburgh. You know, you don't really trust his floor. Uh, and he's not the greatest ceiling guy. But, you know, five for 50 with a touchdown, uh, you're feeling pretty good about that. So he, he's in play. And you know, you know me, I like playing two tight ends on DraftKings at times. And this is definitely a week where I think it's in play. You've got a lot of these guys in the 4K range that are worth playing. You can you can pair them up uh, and gain an edge on the field. Yeah, this would be a great week for that strategy because I'm surprised how many good guys there are in that like $4,000 range, really cheap, that have upside here. So, um, yeah, I got another value guy here. Again, if you want to go discount shopping, you know, uh, dumpster diving here, you can get down to 3300 on DraftKings for Logan Thomas. Cincinnati's pretty bad against the, the tight end this year. They're one of the better matchups. And I noticed uh, when I was watching the game last week against the Lions that Logan Thomas was getting some targets down there. Alex Smith does like him, and he's, he's got some big play upside. And he's he caught a couple really good, uh, really good uh, difficult passes down the field there. So Logan Thomas for uh, 3,300 uh, is way too cheap. And, you know, he ends up with four catches for 66 yards on five targets. So that's, you know, 10.6 fantasy points. I mean, that's already near value. So if he has a similar production and then just similar type game and gets in the end zone, you know, that's going to be a huge value on a $3,300 salary for Logan Thomas. Um, So, yeah, Alex Smith likes him, and I think he's going to be heavily involved here. Um, Again, outside of Terry McLaurin, they don't really have much. And this guy's just a big weapon down the field. And he was impressive with the catches he made uh, in big plays, obviously, four for 66 yards. So, yep, so there's another value guy if if you're trying to pay up elsewhere. You can get down to 3,300 and still have a decent play here. Well, it's been a lot of fun here to to go through these options. If you want to get our final lineups this week for the main slate, we give out the full cash lineup on FanDuel, two GPPs, and then the coaches clipboard on DraftKings with our core plays and pivots at every position, then uh, go to betus.com.pa, deposit 149, use the promo code COACHTALK, all one word, and then we'll get you into our Discord Sunday morning, 45 minutes before kickoff. We'll give you those lineups, and then you'll have membership with us all the way until April 1st. So take advantage of that offer. I really appreciate all your support, and we're really excited for the winter here to uh, just build a nice relationship with folks and help them win long-term. That's what we're all about here at DFS Coach Talk. So on your way out, if you could, hit the like button, hit the subscribe on YouTube. We've got the Running Backs show posting later tonight as well, so be sure to check that out. And then uh, check in with us on social media. Shane is at DET Sports Shane. 
what is it? DET Sports Chain. Is that right? Did I say that's right? correct? Yeah, right. yeah, that's correct. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think that was wrong. Yeah, <laughs> I guess now I'm getting confused by the sugar Shane. We get calls that uh, Shane needs to change his handle to, to sugar Shane, but he is the yeah. Detroit sportsman, so that's where you can find him. I'm at Language Olympic, the coach is at J O E S A R V A D I. So that's the crew. Thank you so much for tuning in, and be sure to tune in next time as we look to crush it in DFS.